Hello, everybody. Tribute coming to you for another episode of uh, this podcast for Hike and Health Adventures. Uh, today, we're going to have to speak with an, uh, some call him a legend, uh, but we'll uh, we'll let him tell his story a little bit and, and get to know him a little bit. Uh, and and uh, we'll let you all decide for yourselves. But uh, he, he is very well known on the on the Appalachian Trail, uh, a great influencer. Uh, really reaching out to folks out there to to help them with their with their hikes and and some of their challenges. But uh, before we get to all that, I just want to kind of throw out my email address if anybody wants to contact me and and uh, with comments, questions, concerns, and if you'd like to be a, a guest on the podcast, I would absolutely love to speak with you and get visit with you a little bit and get you on. Uh, but my email is hikeandhealthadventures at gmail That's hikeandhealthadventures at gmail.com and want to throw a shout out to anchor by Spotify that uh, allows us beginners uh, to be able to jump on here and, and start podcasting and sharing uh, some some stories and experiences that we all have been through and to be able to add value to uh, other people's lives and, and to their hiking as well. So, but uh, with no further ado, I want to introduce to you uh, Mighty Bones, and I personally have not met him, but I've chatted with him quite a bit and spoke with him, visited with him a little bit and getting to know him. And I'll tell you what, it's been a pleasure to get to know him. Uh, certainly a blessing of mine to be able to run across him uh, as he certainly inspires me. And, and I've also seen him inspire many others and a lot of others get, get pretty excited to, uh, to listen to, to him and, and share his story. So uh, Mighty Bones, how you doing? Pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I might as well go ahead and throw out that your your name is Robert Myers Jr. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So some people might know you better that way. <laughs> but uh, right at the get go, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, and and uh, maybe you know some of those those small details. Um, just the basics. Um, I'm originally from uh, El Paso, Texas. I come from a military family, so I'm always been a nomad, like traveling all over and living all over the world. Um, but I'm also an outdoor enthusiast and uh, hiker trash. Awesome. Love the hiker trash. <laughs> so where do you live now? Uh, Central PA. Central PA. What took you out there? Um. When my father got out of the military, um, we moved back here. So I moved to PA um, when I was a teenager. Okay. Okay. And you continued doing outdoor stuff as a teenager out there in, in PA. I know I've been out there myself, and uh, there's certainly a lot of room to, to roam. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. My grandparents even moved back here when we moved back. And I was always hunting and fishing with my grandfather. Like from the time I was out west until getting back to PA. Okay. Okay. Um, I know we talked a little bit, and, and you mentioned your grandfather, and it sounded like that he was he was uh, quite the influencer, or uh, he he really has a special place in your heart. Oh yeah, he he was probably the most uh, influential, positive, influential male figure growing up. Um, he was a career military man. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's always great to hear stories when people are influenced by their grandparents, you know, because there's so many that uh, at times do not get to know their grandparents very well. But, um, but it sounds like you had a pretty good relationship with your grandfather and, um, and, and he was part of your upbringing as well. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your trail name and how you got that? Um, in 2018, I was a pedestrian hit by an unlicensed, uninsured driver. Uh, fractures all through my legs, fractures all through my arms, fractures in my face and my skull. Knocked my teeth out. Um, I had to learn how to talk and walk again before I had the trail. Be- be- what do you mean you had to learn to walk and talk again before you hit the trail? I mean, I, I heard what you said, but before you hit the trail, so you're telling me that shortly after you, you uh, well, obviously you went through a lot of treatment and whatnot, but um, tell us a little bit about the trail, about hitting the trail. Um, because of all my bones being broke, um, I got the trail named Mighty Bones. But, like, it was a real challenge for me in the beginning. Like, some of the rock scrambles I can now walk over again. I was crawling over in the beginning. And, you know, a big part of the trail for me was to try to prove I was still a man after such a traumatic accident. And and so was hiking your way of, of, of proving that? Or was there any other way you could have proved that? Or, or was it was just hiking your passion at the time? Um. I spent like the majority of 2018 in the hospital and the mountains were always my place. Um, anytime anything went wrong in life, you know, I could go up there and think and figure things out that you can even yell or scream out in the middle of the wilderness if you want to and need to. Yeah. And that was taken from me. So I needed my time back in the mountains. Okay, so what? Tell us a little bit about your experience of hiking uh, once you were able to get back out there. Uh, I understand that uh, we're talking about the Appalachian Trail, uh, and as far as hiking, hiking that trail, what I, I, we we talked a little bit about a through hike, and that was on your radar, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Um. Through hikes, you're really challenging. Like, you're trying to do the whole trail in a calendar, well, in a 12 month period. And it's not like section or day hiking. Like, sometimes you have to push through conditions that you don't want to hike in. So, like, it's not always a bed of roses out there. There's a lot of challenges that uh, you'll face. And that's why I always say the trail is all heart, nothing else. And I, I absolutely agree. You've got to have heart to be able to get out there and do that. Um, it's because it's, it's, what are some of the challenges that you faced uh, that, that others may not right off the get go? Obviously, you know, other than the obvious that uh, here you're, you've been hit by a car and you go through, through a lot of treatment and therapy to be able to get back out there. But what are some of the some of those challenges that really stand out to you? Like, um, I hike a lot slower uh, than other people, and 
even people with good legs, like they complain about going downhills, steep downhills with all my reconstructive surgeries. Like it, it feels like it's going to tear my legs apart. And like I set out to through hike the trail. Um, purists might say I'm not a through hiker, but I spent 15 out of 20 months on the trail and I've hiked the whole thing. I'm uh, Neil's Gap to right south of Glasgow, Virginia, from having hiked it twice. But during that time, I was coming off trail, having more surgeries and rehabbing my legs. So the trail really was rehab for me. And there were times I had to take more zeros than other people where I couldn't even take another step. My leg was so swollen. So it was definitely a challenge. Yeah. I, uh, like I told you, that's, that's so inspiring, uh, that, that you're able to pick yourself up and do that. Now, did you find yourself pushing your limits? Oh yeah. I was pushing my limits hard. I can't even run. And I insisted on doing the four state challenge. Like I can't physically run. Two of my friends came in and I would have never completed it. And we just aimed for two mile an hour and it took me 21 and a half hours and I was in tears, but we did the same thing that some of these like, um, ultra runners do. Yeah. And I can't even physically run. <laughs> right. That, so that's actually an amazing, an amazing feat right there doing that four state challenge in 21 hours. And, and I, I know, um, I did the four state challenge as well. Uh, obviously I was able to run, um, and I'll tell you what, that thing was brutal. And of course I went southbound on that. Yeah, I, uh, so did I. Oh, you and did. That ending after you've done like all the miles, that ending, that last climb. Yep. Like I was in tears begging my friend to quit. And he's like, I flew in from Florida. Zippy drew in from New Hampshire. He's like, we're dragging you up this last climb if we have to. That all. I got up and walked. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome, Bones, because I remember that climb as well. And it was it was tough. And of course, it was dark at the time. I don't know what time you left, but we left uh, we left uh, Penmar at um, at like three thirty in the morning and 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 headed out. But it was like nine, nine thirty, something like that. We did it in about 18 hours. Yeah. Um, but that climb was insane in the sense that after all those miles and how you got, what was that? Two and a half miles back up the hill. You, you, so, you, know, you know, what was most terrible about that finish. What, My what? friends had booked a hotel room at the hotel. You got to walk right by yeah. <laughs> to cross the bridge, to go up that last climb. And I knew my bed was closer to me than the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It was well. Of course, we turned around, and went back down, you know, because we we had a ride, and I took a, a Nero the next day. Only did like five miles, but um, but anyhow, uh, another thing about that um, about that four state challenge was where where do you feel was the the most challenging part of that entire that entire task of uh, and that that forty forty three something miles is there a certain spot that you really had a tough time with um i would say uh, that end was really tough but in the beginning i knew i had to get ahead 
I really knew I had to get ahead. So, like, I can't physically run. I run as well as the bird with broken wings flies. Oh. And so I was pushing as hard as I can. And, like, I was only averaging, like, a mile and a half when I was on trail. Yeah. Like, a mile and a half an hour. So, but like, I took off in the beginning, and we were clipping off over three mile an hour. And I just don't think my legs were ready for that. But I don't quit. <laughs> That's awesome. And and I love that. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And, and I think the further we get into this, we'll remember about the not quitting part. But uh, for me on that on that four four state challenge, my the most difficult part for me, believe it or not, was when getting you know walking into uh, Harper's Ferry that flat bicycle trail that we had to walk on. Yeah, that was rough for me. More so mentally, I think. I mean, sure, my feet were certainly hurting because here it is flat ground because our feet are used to turning and twisting and and have on rocks and roots and things like that but then on that flat that flat run for some reason just got to me and i actually had to turn to uh to some support and i went i uh, as you know i do i was doing a lot of facebook live and so yeah. i went facebook live on that section of that trail it was a, like the three mile walk down a flat bicycle path and yeah i think by that point i was like in a trance like i was in so much pain and i refused to look up in that whole section because it's nothing but straight and flat so it looks like it's an endless trail forever right and so that is just like it's hard that's what i was saying mentally it was getting to me because you could just see and see all the way down it's like it looked forever whereas on the trail you can't really see that far because we're in a green canopy most of the time and, and it's always around the next corner, next corner. So we're kind of used to that. But seeing that long, straight forever, and it's like, oh, my gosh, where's, where's the trees? Where's the trail, you know? So it was yeah. tough. But I'm glad you brought that up because it just brings back memories. You know, I'm sure we could sit here all night and talk about things like that. But uh, but um, anyhow, so um, we're, you know, we're talking a little bit about some of those challenges. And, and that was definitely a challenge. Uh I, they, they say the numbers out there are 20% physical, 80% mental. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would say it's more 90% mental and 10% physical. Yep. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And that's when I talk with people about that, that's exactly what I say. I say, you know what? No, because it, it, it's definitely more mental. Uh, and I think each person is probably a little bit different, but uh, overall I, I would almost believe that most people believe it's more like 90 10 um so but um i think but, where a lot of people struggle in the physical parts like you need to have a mental game with this trail like if you just go slow and take your time in the hard sections of the at there are tons of miles where you can cruise easily and that's where you should spend your energy. Oh, absolutely. These people hit these rough sections and they want to like, it's an endurance thing and you got to have, a, your, your head's got to be right. Uh, oh, absolutely. Especially in the beginning, you know, cause people talk about, people talk about the, uh, the approach trail. <laughs> now I'm, I, I've, I developed quite a few haters over time, uh, because I promote the approach trail. I promote I've it never as done it. you've never done it. 
no. Okay, I, and I'll just tell you, I, I feel you're missing out, but you know, everyone has their thing. <laughs> However, in your situation with those stairs, I think that would be rough. Um, going southbounds, like by by the time I got to Springer, uh, I was ready to go home to my son. Uh huh. Well, that's and right. I was not doing <laughs> additional seven miles to a car. Right. No, I do recall. Yeah, yeah, I recall that. So, do you remember? <laughs> But anyway, just the approach, like I said, I think it's I, I think it's very uh, important. At least it was very important for me. It was just another day of hiking for me. But uh, some people don't like it. They say that uh, that's the most difficult part of the entire trail. And I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, if, you're, if you can't handle that, then you got plenty to come. But do you recall, um, and we're, we're staying with the mental part of this, as far as the climbs and what, you know, can get you. And I really like that you had mentioned taking it slow in the hard sections and really unleash in the easier sections. But do you recall the mountain um, stairway to heaven? Yep. Okay. I ran up that mountain. Um, I put my GoPro on and that way I could time it as well. And I, and I, obviously you couldn't run that, but that was one of those times you, you sparked, you sparked that memory for me because that was one of those times I was actually mentally fatigued at that time. And if you remember coming up on the mountain, you have a long walk across some little boardwalks things. Oh, it opened up, you come out of the trees, opened up and there's the mountain right there. And I was mentally drained. I think we'd already put, I think I already put uh, 15, 16 miles on for the day and i was just whooped and i already knew we had to go up over it but walking through that field or if you will looking at that to approach it was getting to me mentally and i'm like oh my gosh um and you had mentioned that you've got to be mentally ready for that sort of thing well i stopped at the road and i was just like i I just kind of want to lay down go sleep type thing but i looked down the road to the left and there was like a hot dog stand down there or something yeah, and, and, and there's like an ice cream shop that was further away, I think, but I didn't go there. But I went down that hot dog stand and bought me a Coke and a hot dog. And I gathered my myself. <laughs> this is I've got to get up over this mountain. I got to do it. And so I come up with this idea that I'm just going to crush it because it's one of those things. And I think you've probably felt the same way is that you're looking at something and you've got to do it. You can't, you just, so I figured I need to get up over this thing as fast as I can. So I don't lose uh, that, uh, you know, lose my, my go, if you will, because I just, I just wanted to go, go, go get up over it. And I figured if I just took my time on that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to mentally hurt myself here. So, so I, I, I crushed it, but, uh, I got up to the top and I about dropped <laughs> because, and I'm sure you've been there in that position too. Uh, there's, there's been times where I have just like laid back on my pack right beside the trail and people come walking by, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just taking a break. Yeah. Or you're just laying in the leaves. I'm like, yeah, it's comfortable. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many people out there that just wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes I'd be laying in, you know, wet, super wet grass, or it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, um, so so bones, what what drives you? What drives you to keep going? 
um, my accident really uh, showed me how fragile life was. So I've almost been on this live like you're dying kick. And uh, I wasn't happy uh, with myself for some of the ways I was living before the accident. So now I'm just, there's just so much I want to do. And I feel like I need to get it done all now. Uh-huh. Okay. What, um, yeah, I, it just amazes me that there's so many people out there that they have a couple little hard challenges and they just kind of walk away, you know? And, and I think that's one of the reasons why you and I are here is to try to provide a little bit of hope and a, and a little bit of inspiration, huh? Yeah, um, I'm not a social butterfly in real life. I'm really social, uh, socially awkward. And the only reason I'm so active in social media is because I seen people in the hospital. Like they would, they would hide from the therapists and give up in life. And they only had like one injury. And there I was with like all my limbs shattered. And like I'd be waiting for the first therapist to get to the, uh, gym in the morning and be like about time you got out of bed some people got important things to do like learning how to walk again and they'd have to toss me out of the gym sometimes at the end of the day and some of them other hurt patients started coming up to me that used to hide from the therapists and they started telling me you make me want to try and so i share my story for other people like me like don't give up on your passions you only got one shot at this life like what's the worst that's gonna happen it's gonna kill you we're all going to die someday anyway. Tomorrow's never promised. No, it's not. You know, speaking of that a little bit, let's talk a little bit about the trail community. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of folks out there that help us out. Uh, and recently, recently there, there's something that happened. What's, um, that really shook the community a little bit. Um, we lost a, a great trail angel like um, Robert Bird and Casper the AT friendly man are no longer with us. And like this man had book, uh, books, photo books with thousands and thousands of hikers. Like he pretty much lived two places. Like he would help the hikers going north in the spring um in tennessee then he would go to his hometown in massachusetts and catch back up to the bubble and help them all up there like he would give them all mohawks he would give them free cabin stays and take them for dinner he always had his van stuffed full of uh, snacks and soda pops and like if you can do 20 miles a day like he was slack packing people the whole way across Massachusetts. Like it's just unbelievable what this guy did out of his heart. And, uh, he passed away and it, it's a sad time for the trail community. Uh, absolutely. And I was, I was fortunate enough to meet him both in Tennessee and be able to catch up again with him in Massachusetts. Um, it was uh it was pretty neat to have that opportunity i never spent any time with him other than on the side of the trail there uh but uh some of my family did get to spend some time with him and actually got to be in that uh that uh, little movie that they did on him and uh yeah. got to hear a lot about a, a lot more about robert uh 
and and his life and, and what a phenomenal life he led and and it just goes back to you know tomorrow's never promised and i'm pretty sure he had plans for this year um you know for hikers and whatnot but uh it, it was a, it was certainly a, a sad loss uh for the trail community but outside of that I'm sorry. No, as I was gonna say, outside of that, what uh, what what else is the trail community like? I mean, what does what's that trail community do for people for hikers? I mean, because when I went out there, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Can you? Can One you... of the reasons I hit trail was to try to prove to myself I was still a man. So when I first got on trail, I got upset when people were trying to help me. I was like, "Do you think I need your help because I'm disabled?" And somebody had to tell me. Like, you've been a giver your whole life, or care, uh, provider your whole life. Like, how do you feel when you help people? And I was like, amazing. And somebody had to explain to me I was taking that blessing from people. But, like, it restored my faith in humanity to see all these strangers out there that would do, like, amazing things just to help hikers succeed like the amount of love and care for other people no matter what walk of life you come from what your status in life is like i uh, i've become friends with people i would have never in a million years thought i would talk to in my life like it's mind-blowing mm-hmm yeah and and what type of help would these would, would the community do what Let's uh, paint a picture for for you know newbies and folks that are thinking about becoming hikers. Folks that are thinking about uh, hiking the trail for the first time. What's what's that community like and the facets of of that? Like sometimes it's just snacks at a roadside on a hot day and a cold drink. Um, I've had people give me free rides into town. Um, I had people following my story on Facebook and. Sometimes I'm resistant to like meeting up with strange people and stuff, but like, like the, the one woman who follows one of the big, uh, she's a Hawk support team member. She had to message me a bunch of times, like, come to our house. We will take you for dinner. You can shower, go resupply. And I'm like, I don't even know this woman. But like, <laughs> they they go out of their way like some of these people like take vacations from work and drive hundreds of miles and live in a van while they're handing out food to hikers for days on end yeah what's um so yeah it's amazing that they'll pull you in bring you to their homes and feed you and give you a place a nice warm place to stay shower laundry um what uh did you have any trail magic, you know, as in food that uh, somebody just that, that really stands out? I mean, there's quite a few, but like, what was your favorite trail magic, you think, when it comes to the as, food? As far as food, I don't know if you ever met John the Baptist. Yep. When um, I met up with him and some people were running support for John the Baptist, he's an Amish guy who liked the trail, but uh, he invited me back to their campsite. He brought everyone, uh, bought every one of us that went back down, uh, back to the site a one-pound steak to eat. Wow! On, on top of a full fixing meal. Nice. Did you ever meet Soggy? He's that there. Name sounds familiar. He's he's there in, in Pennsylvania. He uh he picked me up off the trail, 
and took me in and, and uh, we bought this great big huge boat of sushi and oh my gosh i love sushi to start with and here we are i'm like this is freaking awesome <laughs> that was cool but anyhow um so you had mentioned to me when we got to visit a little bit about uh that that you wanted to help other hikers like yourself what do you mean by that it's not necessarily other hikers like anybody that's lost hope like can you imagine waking up in the hospital and not knowing they used paralytic drugs and nerve blocks to shut off your legs and like you, you got three legs and uh, limbs and traction one with a external fixator you have no feeling from the waist down nothing you can't even wiggle your toes oh. even if you squeeze to where you feel you're going to tear your stomach muscles like at that point i had no hope i know what it's like to have no hope so i want to encourage anybody that's facing difficulties in life like just don't ever stop fighting like you only get one chance to accomplish your dreams but life's fragile. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, how about, um, oh, you know, it just makes me think about, there's so many of us that have a bucket list. Uh, or maybe we just got a couple of goals in life we want to do. And I recall chatting with a, one, a guy one time that was following me uh, on my journey. Uh, when I hiked the Appalachian Trail, I would, you know, I, I eventually, I went Facebook Live one time. And it was just mainly for my friends and, and family because I, and the first time was, um, I had never walked 200 miles before. Yeah. And I'd done 100 before. Uh, and that was amazing. But when I hit 200 miles, you know where 200 miles is, right? Yeah, right there in the Smoky Mountains. But um, I went Facebook Live and I got quite emotional because I'm like, I cannot believe I just did this. I can't believe I just walked 200 miles, you guys. This is crazy. Um, and I, like I said, it was just from family and friends that was on Facebook. Now, I did have some, some folks that I'd connected with uh, on the Facebook group of uh, the Appalachian Trail Through Hikers 2019 group. So obviously they were kind of chiming in as well. But somebody had messaged me saying, hey, could you do that again? That was really awesome that you showed us, uh, you know, kind of shared some of your journey with us. With us. And I'm like, uh, okay. Now I planned on doing YouTube videos, uh, but uh, I was a newbie at that. And, and didn't really understand how to do it. So I had like a, a knockoff brand of the GoPro and, you know, and I wasn't having very good sex success with it. Anyhow, I eventually started doing the, doing the Facebook lives pretty much every day. And then a few hundred miles in, not even quite, you know, maybe just before 400 miles in or something like that, somebody had reached out to me and chatting and saying, Hey, look, I just want to share with you my appreciation um, that you share this hike with us and specifically me because he wanted and he wanted to share a story with me and that story was is that he had planned on hiking the Appalachian Trail one year uh, quite a few years before that and he got nervous and scared and put it off 
He said, I'll do it next year. And he did that for three years in a row. That following year, he got involved in a car accident and was paralyzed from the waist down. He never got to to to, to hike the trail like he had wanted to. And it's like what you're saying, just to confirm that, you know, to that it, tomorrow's never promised. And at that moment, that brought tears to my eyes and realized that I'm adding value to somebody's life right now. And I've lost count of the number of people that are hurt that have told me, like, they don't feel they can do the trail, but they're living through me. And like that, with everything I've fought through, I know what it's like to be in your position. And like when I tell people all the time, like tomorrow's never promised. Like you never know what's gonna happen. I didn't plan on getting hit by a car. And I tell people like I don't know if you've seen the documentary Pack and Soul that came out yet. I have not. In the, in the trailer, you hear a voice that says, die with uh, memories, not dreams. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, stop putting your dreams off. Get out there and do them. Yeah, and, and I, knew, you know, I knew we would get to this part of, of uh, the conversation about just getting out there and doing it. Just doing it. Um, quit talking about it and get out there and do it. Um, I think you and I have a lot in common in the sense that we want to be able to, to reach out to others and, and kind of nudge them a little bit on getting out there to do it and find a way. Um, there's plenty of people out there that, you know, maybe have an injury, but it gets them knocked down because it, it getting an injury where, like you said, that you're trying to prove to yourself that, that you're still a man uh, you know, I recently had an injury and, and mentally it got to me and it wasn't, it's not a huge deal, but it, it took my hand out for a while and mentally it's, it's draining and it really sucks because it's like, I can't do this. I can't do that. What the heck good am I type thing? You know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are in that situation, maybe with a bad knee or bad ankle, you know, what, what do you have to say to them? They want to go out and hike, but yet, you know, but what do you have to say to them? Like, while I've been hiking, like in that 20-month stretch, I was on trail for 15 months, and I came off for surgeries and stuff and then went right back at it. The one thing I'll tell you is if you have physical limitations, be smart about it. Talk to your doctor. Tell him what you're doing. Like, work with them. Like, the more help you can get, and like even the trail angels – like uh, Nimble Will Nomad last year. Amazing. Like he was trying to set the record for the oldest through hiker. All kinds of people offered him all kinds of support. Like because they know, like, hey, he's 83 years old. Or like me, like all kinds of people reached out to me because they knew some of the challenges I was going through. Don't give up. Just be smart about it. Don't stop fighting and enlist people to help you reach them dreams. Yeah. I, I, I remember watching you. I've been watching you over this past couple of years and, and the, 
what you've accomplished just amazes me. And like I said, it inspires me. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's off trail. Oh, he's, he's laying in a freaking hospital bed. What is he doing now? What's going on? You know? And, uh, but being able to watch that and then to see you back out there again, and I've been able to witness that uh, at least through social media. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Bones, you are an amazing inspiration. Um, I, I need, you know, I need you to know that uh, to many. And I know that's why you're here. And I know that's why you continue to, well, you do it for your personal reasons, but, but that's why you're opening up and uh, allowing, allowing yourself to share this because you know, it can add value to other people's lives. And, yeah. and I'm, that's why I'm doing podcasting is because I want to stay connected to the trail uh, because of what the trail provided for me and, um, and being able to help others and provide information, provide inspiration, provide uh, belief and hope in others uh, is, is what I aim for. And I see that that's what you're aiming for as well. And um, that's why I was really excited to be able to connect with you and, and to be able to spend this time together with you. Um, so anyhow, any big goals this year? This year right now, like I just had five ounces of fluid drained off my left knee. It's still giving me issues. And I got two loose screws that need to come out that are grinding away my kneecap. So I'm not planning any big through hikes. I want to do some sections and maybe like the long trail or the co-host trail. Some of these like 200 and some mile through hikes, something in that range. Maybe do one of them. Okay. And I've also been... Uh, finding an interest i've been reading i've been thinking about trying my hand at hiking and doing backcountry gold prospecting oh fun that'd be fun <laughs> yeah i haven't done it yet but i'm doing a lot of research on it currently nice nice <laughs> well I, I i'll continue to follow you so i can watch this happen that'd be awesome <laughs> that's so cool oh and and where would that take place where do you gold prospect uh, you would be, if you would look it up, you would be amazed the states. Like, Nevada's the number one um, gold-producing state in our country. Not Alaska, like a lot of people think. But there you need, like, a metal detector instead of gold panning. But most of the public lands, like, um, in California, like, if you're hiking up the PCT, like, a lot of them public lands, uh, if there's not claims and in streams, like, that's gold rush territory. Pack out a pan with you, like a 10-inch pan. Huh. Maybe you'll pay for your hike. <laughs> right? That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, heck of a deal. Um, well, I'm gonna we're going to close this out, but uh, Bones, I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time out to be able to share with us um, and myself. And I, I'll, I'll certainly say that, uh, again, that I've been blessed and it's been an honor to, to be able to get to know you a little bit more and and share some of our stories i like i said i think you and i could probably go on for hours talking about the trail uh, uh we probably some, could it's, some it's, experiences it, it's never a, a short time when you get two uh through hikers together talking about the trail no and and it's it's tough for the trail to ever leave you too because it's uh once you experience it, it you're you either walk away and never look back or you find you try to find ways back to it. So but anyhow it's I, in my blood. Yeah, absolutely. In mine as well. So well uh 
Is there anything else you'd like to to share right quick or? No, just uh, it's been a real blessing talking to you. And uh, I hope more people get to uh, hear my story. And uh, well, we're going to do everything we can to to get that out and and continue to do our work uh, that we strive to and that we have a passion to do as well. So, all right. Well, Bones, I again, I appreciate your time. and uh, for all of you, appreciate your time for jumping on and listening to this podcast and uh, looking forward to seeing the rest of you uh, come on for the next one. And, and from here on out, we're going to continue this. I plan on having uh, hikers, all styles of hikers, all types of hikers from all types of backgrounds and uh, super excited about that. But uh, and, and a great thanks to Anchor again for the this app that we're able to use and again if you guys want to touch base with me do so please at hike and health adventures at gmail.com that's hike and health adventures at gmail.com all right everybody we'll uh we'll see you next time bye-bye